the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Now, some have been taught that uh, life begins at birth. And based on that misinformation, they've concluded that a terminated pregnancy is, is not a problem. But according to the Bible, life begins before birth. It begins at conception. That's Pastor Leighton Sheely, Senior Pastor at Church of the Highlands in San Bruno. And this is a daily visit, Monday through Friday, with Pastor Layton. We call it Study Verse by Verse. We're on the web at highlands.us. That's highlands.us. You can, of course, find out more about the church on the website, plus learn about all of the ministry opportunities available, including the worship times on Sunday. That's highlands.us. As I said, we're in the fourth chapter of the book of Ephesians and went through verses 1 through 14 yesterday and pick up from there. Verse 15, rather, speaking the truth in love, we're to grow up in every way into him who is the, the head, into Christ. Now, grow up means to mature. God wants us to grow and mature. Now, in the physical realm, we mature towards a person or people that we model ourselves after. I, I, I modeled myself after my dad and others that I held in high regard. And spiritually, our model should be Christ. That's what it means when it says we're to grow up in every way into him who is the head into Christ. That is, Christ is our model. We model ourselves after Christ. And so one of the evidences of spiritual maturity is Christ-likeness, as we become more and more like Christ. And another evidence is stability. A maturing Christian is not tossed and and, and about by every new doctrine or new teaching that comes along. They they recognize false doctrine, and they stay clear of it. And, And yet another evidence of maturity is that truth is joined with love, or as Paul phrases it, speaking the truth in love. Jesus was described not once but twice in the first 18 verses of John's gospel as being full of grace and truth. And, and we want to be like Jesus. We want, to, we want to be full of grace and truth. We want to speak the truth graciously. As mature Christians, we hold the same values as Christ did, such as such as his position on marriage. And there's this interesting story that is told in Matthew chapter 19. It reads, Some Pharisees came to him, Jesus, to test him, and they asked, Is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for any and every reason? Jesus said, Haven't you read that at the beginning the Creator made them male and female, and said, For this reason a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. So they are no longer two, but one. Therefore, what God has joined together, let man not separate. So Jesus said that marriage is God established between one man and one woman who become one. And then they respond by asking, why then did Moses command that a man give his wife a certificate of divorce and send her away? And Jesus replied, Moses permitted, not commanded, permitted you to divorce your wives because your hearts were hard. But it was not this way from the beginning. I tell you that anyone who divorces his wife, except for marital unfaithfulness and marries another woman, commits adultery. 
The story continues. The next verse says, the disciples said to him. So this may have happened after, later, after the other conversation, because this time it's not the Pharisees, it's his own disciples that come to Jesus. And they say to him, if this is a situation between a husband and wife, it's better not to marry. In other words, it's better to dispel with the formal exclusive relationship between a husband and wife. Just don't get married. Playhouse. And to this, Jesus provides the alternative. Verse 11, Jesus replied, Not everyone can accept this word, but only to those to whom it has been given. For some are eunuchs because they were born that way. Others were made that way by men, and others have renounced marriage because of the kingdom of heaven. The one who can accept this should accept it. It's he puts his reply in parentheses. The one who uh, can accept it should. And he, and he talks about uh, a eunuch. A eunuch is someone who is not sexually active. And so basically Jesus is saying that outside of marriage, people should be eunuch. Now, who can accept this teaching? Well, only a person who has accepted Jesus as Savior and Lord. You know, mature, mature Christians adhere to the traditional biblical definition of marriage and family. We all understand the concept of patents and copyrights, that, that uh, when someone creates something, they own what they created. And God created marriage. He's the one who owns the patent, and he's the one who owns the copyright. Uh, in, in Genesis chapter 2, the Bible says, Then the Lord God said, It is not good that the man should be alone. I will make him a helper fit for him. A few verses later. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. And while he slept, took one of his ribs and closed up its place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord God had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. Then the man said, This at last is bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. And she shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and hold fast to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Now, this last verse is very interesting because neither Adam nor Eve had a father nor mother. And so the verse describes a man and a woman coming together in holy matrimony. God created marriage in the family. He's the one who holds the copyright. Now, oftentimes, marriages are blessed with children. With regards to children and this matter of abortion, mature Christians are pro-life because God is pro-life. In the Ten Commandments, God said, you shall not murder. And Jesus, who is God incarnate, said, I have come that you might have life and that you might have it more abundantly. So God is pro-life. Life is sacred. Mature Christians are pro-life because God is pro-life. Now, some have been taught that uh, life begins at birth. And based on that misinformation, they've concluded that, that uh, a terminated pregnancy is, is not a problem. But according to the Bible, life begins before birth. It begins at conception. And how do we know that? Because the Bible teaches it very clearly. We're familiar with the Christmas story. And in Luke's gospel, it says that an angel appears to Mary, announcing that she is the one who's been chosen to be the mother of the chosen one. And Mary said to the angel, how will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, the Holy Spirit will come upon you and the power of the Most High will overshadow you. Therefore, the child to be born will be called holy, the Son of God. Did you notice that? The child to be born, the child that is not yet born, the child that is in the womb. What's in the womb? A child. 
And that's reinforced a few verses later, verse uh, 39. In those days Mary arose and went with haste into the hill country to a town in Judah, and she entered the house of Zechariah and greeted Elizabeth. And when Elizabeth heard the greeting of Mary, the baby leaped in her womb. The baby in her womb leaped. What was in the womb? A baby, a child. Christians are pro-life because God is pro-life. And life begins at conception. You know, we live in a time when there's a lot of confusion about, about just about everything. And that always happens when people try to create their own sense of truth or reality or righteousness, what's right and wrong. Uh, for mature Christians, there is no gender confusion because the Bible clearly says in Genesis chapter 1, so God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. So the Bible says that God chooses to create a person as either male or female. According to the Bible, people don't choose their gender. God already has. Now, there's a small fraction of 1% of, of humans that are born with both genders, and, and such people should be treated with much grace. With regard to citizenship, every Christian has dual citizenship. We are a citizen of heaven, which is God's kingdom. We're also a citizen of whichever nation we were born in or have chosen to declare allegiance to. A Christian's first allegiance is to the kingdom of God, or kingdom of heaven, which is eternal. All of the other kingdoms come and go. Furthermore, we are called to be ambassadors of that kingdom, representatives of God's kingdom here on earth. In 2 Corinthians 5.18, the apostle Paul wrote, All this is from God, who through Christ reconciled us to himself and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That is, in Christ, God was reconciling the world to himself, not counting their trespasses against them, and entrusting to us the message of reconciliation. Therefore, we are ambassadors for Christ. We are ambassadors for Christ. An ambassador is responsible to represent well the nation or kingdom from which he was sent. And as ambassadors for Christ, we're responsible to represent Christ well and therefore support what Christ supports and value what Christ values. And this responsibility should permeate every part of our lives, our finances, our politics, our choice of information sources, social circles, and so forth. We are called to represent Christ's kingdom full-time. We are called to be ambassadors of his kingdom. And the rewards are out of this world, literally out of this world, in a place where rust does not corrupt. There's not corruption. Thieves don't break in and steal. It's not going to be stolen from you. It's a great place to store up treasure. Now, perhaps there's someone today who has uh, been listening and they, they, they sense that this is the day they want to ask Jesus to make his salvation real to them and in them. They want to invite Jesus to become Savior and Lord. And if you'd like to make that decision today, I'd like to uh, facilitate that for you. Uh, I'm, all we need to do is pray. And when we pray, it's an act of faith. We are by faith believing that God hears our words and, and will respond to our request. And so I'll just say a phrase, and if you'd like to ask Jesus to be your Savior today, you follow me. Dear Jesus, thank you for making me and loving me, even when I've ignored you and gone my own way. I need you in my life, and I'm sorry for my sins. I ask you to forgive me. Thank you for dying on the cross for me. And please help me to understand it more. As much as I know how, I want to follow you from now on. 
Please come into my life and make me a new person inside. I accept your gift of salvation. Please help me to grow now as a Christian. In Jesus' name, amen. And we have this assurance from the Word of God, whoever calls upon the name of the Lord will be saved. And uh, if you made that decision today, I'd like to uh, ask you, invite you to send me a, an email addressed to pastor at highlands.us because I'd like to encourage you in your walk of faith. That email address again is pastor at highlands.us. That's Pastor Leighton Sheely. If you joined us a little bit late, he's in the book of Ephesians, taking us through the fourth chapter, and we'll continue for the next couple of days right there. I do hope you can be with us. Uh, We're here Monday through Friday with this broadcast called Study Verse by Verse. More information about Church of the Highlands is on their website at highlands.us. And if you have any other question, if you'd like to just uh, begin a dialogue with Pastor Layton, use that email. Let him know that you listen to the broadcast. Encourage him in that way. That's pastor at highlands.us. I'm Mike Trout. Have a blessed rest of your day. And come back tomorrow at this same time when we'll once again open the Word of God to the book of Ephesians and study verse by verse. <music> 